Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Welcome back to the show, 9 o'clock, which means if you're tuning in in Lincoln, you can catch us now. KFOR 9 to 10 over in Lincoln, 590 ESPN Omaha from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. We're live on Twitter, we're live on YouTube, and we are happy to have you with us. Before we get to our next guest, I'd like to tell you about Dingman's Collision Center. Dingman's Four locations throughout the metro area, along with a standalone mechanical shop at 120th and Maple. I actually drove by a Dingman's over the weekend, which I'm like, wow, I didn't even know Dingman's was right here. But there they were over in Papillion, right across from the Beanery, another great sponsor of the show. But Dingman's has been in the business for over 25 years, and you're not in the business that long unless you're doing something right. They treat the customer with respect, and they make sure to get the job done promptly and effectively. If you need or have any issues with your car, head over to Dingman's. They're family-owned and family-run local business. We support local. Go to Dingman's Collision Center for any car needs. Let's change gears and talk Creighton basketball with our guy, Joel Lorenzi, here as we do every Tuesday morning on the show. Joel, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Well, you know, I, I just... I, I finally get to talk about Lillard going for 71 and going LeBron 13. getting hurt. Yeah, that's going to be. getting hurt. Hey, so let, let's start right there just real quick before we Andrew, dabble. Why, why, why are you doing that? Hold on. Andrew, why are you doing that? <laughs> why, why are you just saying something from dame to dudes getting injured? Come on, man. Keep it on a light note. Hey, LaMelo's my guy. Yeah, that is true. I have, I have seven rookie cards of LaMelo Ball. Seven. Hey, how? Oh, what's the what's the irony? I'll give you one. That those guys were tied to because remember, I remember the Lakers thought that Lonzo was in trouble for wearing big baller brand sneakers, which is why he was having the knee problems. He can't get that thing put back together. Then his 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 brother goes down with a non-contact injury uh, do they need to be wearing different shoes what are we talk i'm kind of being facetious here joel but you think there's are something you? to that <laughs> maybe lonzo should have been wearing different shoes but Melo, he got his own signature with puma um i think it's i think it's part of the way he plays man i i just you feel bad for a dude because it's one of the more fun players um, and one of the more promising stars in the league, man. Uh, just, just sad. And you know what? Um, I guess the the one silver lining in it is that they're they're up there in the in the Wimby sweepstakes. That's for sure. Yeah, he Wimbanyana. He is a uh, boy. Do you do you need a certain frame to function in the NBA? Do you think or? Because of that skill, you think there can be more than one KD kind of Dirk with that long, angular, no mass kind of build? 
barring injuries, he's going to be good. I, I know that that video of him getting posted up um, was circulating last weekend. That doesn't matter, man. I mean, um, people still got to guard this dude, and he was shooting. And we're talking, we're talking about at the beginning of the the season, he was shooting floaters from from three off one leg. Um, the skill on this dude at his age is is remarkable. Uh, so people gonna have to guard him, and then on the other end, he's still um, a lethal, you know, help defender and a rim protector. I mean, seems we want one on one right now because of his weight. Um, obviously, he might not be super suitable to check a Giannis or uh, Embiid, but he'll get there. Um, and I mean, truthfully, who can check Embiid, Giannis one on one? All right, so let me uh, let's stay in the post. Because we've been talking about his statistics and the lack of double-digit field goal attempts per game with Kalkbrenner. How much of that is, is in your opinion, on, on Coach Mack to be firm in terms of paint touches and how they need to play versus Kalk needing to be a little bit more assertive with his repertoire while he's on the blocks? Well, well something that I think lately is um, they found themselves, I think that especially you look at the past two games, uh, I think when they end up down or in those scenarios, um, obviously, I don't think they panic, but they kind of get that sense like, okay, uh, we need to, to run through Kalkbrenner now. And uh, I think teams have adjusted to that, uh, those moments. Um, and when Creighton gets in those moments, uh, you can tell because they start forcing it to Kalkbrenner and, and they're coming to – the errant, you know, post uh, entries, and um, I, I, I think the entry passes have not been great over the past uh, few games, and it's led to turnover after turnover. I think you saw it a lot in that Marquette game, um, and I think teams have just decided to defend Cogbender differently because obviously he's not one who's going to catch it and then do his work after. Um, catching the ball he's gonna do most of the work before catching the ball to score um and so uh, i think now teams are you know waiting for that that errant lob to him mm-hmm. um in the post and catching him underneath you know sneaking someone along the baseline um making sure a help defender catches him when he when he catches it on the road like people have found ways to defend him i think in part it's, it's the way that they pass it to him um just different things. I think the teams are just catching up and finding a way to, to defend the way he scores now. Let me steal one more while we're talking, Coke, before. Um So does Creighton need to adjust the way that that's played offensively with Kalkbrenner or defensively with Kalkbrenner and maybe starting to need to do something with the drop, drop coverage in terms of how they want to play ball screens? Because it appears that the scouting report is is left them a little vulnerable to how that Creighton wants to keep him in the middle of the floor. Well, it's like it's like the the Bucks in the regular season, right? Like um, your bread and butter wins you most games, but there's going to be a game here and there where you lose because of your bread and butter, um, and there's his job just like the Bucks. Um, and I thought, I mean, this is the thing. Eric Dixon, I, I don't think he'll ever go for 31 in college again. Um, he had a hell of a game, career performance. Um, if that's the way you lose, I mean, damn, like, what, what can you do, right? Um, and Nova, I think people, for those who haven't kept up with Nova, Nova 
has flipped the switch recently. Got and I think it started with the game in Omaha uh, because obviously getting more back in the fold changes things. Um, but man, like, like they won a game in which he scored in the single digits, though. And I get his presence on the floor, but virtually a, an, an offensive non-factor unless he was unless he was setting the initial ball screen to help the drop against the drop coverage. That was kind of him and Daniel's work the other night. Yeah, I, th- I think Villanova did a good job recovering when when he was the one setting that the, that first ball screen. If he if he ended up setting like a pin down or you know something to. A second action that, that Villanova had to scramble to to defend because the shooter was coming off uh, real quick. Then that's when I thought he had got looks, but that, I didn't see that too much throughout the game. But but uh, defensively, I think I mean that's why they lost the game was Dixon's thirty one, and that's just um, I think a lot of it is Creighton giving up all those paint touches. Um, and he feels as a big man. I mean, I, I watch big men so closely because that I think that's my favorite mode of, of player in in history. Um, you know, when when you're a rim protector and you got a, a knack for protecting the rim, blocking shots, being a presence like he like he is. Um, you know, paint touches your teammates align paint touches. It makes you itch, man. You want to get back to where you like to be on the floor. And with Dixon lighting him up like that, um, you could tell he was itching. He was like, "Damn, man, these dudes keep letting letting them break the perimeter." Like, I, I gotta, I gotta show real quick at the rim, and it, it, it killed him a lot. Dixon went for twenty the first time around, and he did it in the paint. I know he shot one of six yep. from three, but in, in the in the first one, but that's two games now where he's gone for fifty one. It's not by accident. Yeah. Um, D- Dixon's a, a tricky matchup. And you've seen, um, I think, Kalk Brenner, and obviously some of the earlier matchups were due to him being sick or whatever, but um, you've seen some dudes um, score on Kalk Brenner one-on-one down there this year. I think that's kind of been tricky for him because he's one that likes to defend without fouling, so he's not. Yeah. He's probably not going to get into you as much as somebody else. Um, but, yeah, Dixon, uh, Dixon uh, was killing in that second half in the first game, just getting to the line, uh, getting into it. I think he's a tricky matchup. I think Creighton really has to watch out for a guy of his mold, um, whether that's, you know, a smaller, non-traditional big that could um, kind of dribble pitch and, and maybe score some in the post and uh, like stretch the floor. I know it's. Uh, I'm saying all that, and it it sounds like a rare mold, but it's possible for them to run somebody like the, like mm-hmm. in the tournament. Even just somebody who can maybe score a couple times in the post and stretch the floor. Because I think um, obviously once you pull Cogburner from the rim, um, all, all all the bad things you know you open Pandora's box, man. We're talking to Joel Lorenzi, Creighton Beef for the Omaha World Herald at Joe J, excuse me, JX Lorenzi on Twitter. Joel, we got into this conversation yesterday about the two teams in the state and who feels better about the state of their program right now. Is it Nebraska because of what they've been able to accomplish and the wins that are piling up but they're still on the outskirts of making the tournament or is it Creighton in regards to hey they still have post 
season, you know, it, in the window. Like they, they know that that's coming. They can see it out in the distance. But to avoid going uh, with with more of that question, I want to ask you this because in regards to the whole state of the program point that I was trying to make there, if you don't get to the Sweet 16, if you don't get to the Elite Eight, if you don't get to the Final Four, which expectation was set for Creighton this year, is that an underwhelming season for this team? Um, I think in a lot of cases, yes. Um, I, I have to see the path to to the Sweet 16 or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but if, yeah, I'll talk about I'll talk about this with somebody yesterday. If they just lay an egg in a, in a tournament, then hell yeah. But if um, you know if something you know if they have some misfortune like they've had in recent years, I won't I won't. Uh, that on them but uh you know if they have some misfortune with with injuries or you know if they uh i don't know if they if, if they end up having something to where it's out of their control and that maybe uh but it, it's so interesting because you want to give the team credit for you know putting themselves back in position to even go on the run after that six game losing streak in december right where people were ready to uh <laughs> give it all up and and now they're they're here um but yeah there there are a lot of scenarios where i'd say um this season could end up a disappointment uh if they don't go on a run so uh, some of the positives and i go back to you and i always talk about and inevitably it comes up about coach mack and this staff's ability to recalibrate and get players right, right? I gave you the analogies a couple weeks ago. King going from not playing to still playing to being functional when he does play. Sharif, his ability to hit the on and off switch when maybe minutes aren't consistent. Uh, just the Jedi mind tricks that he's been able to play. How about the bounce back game from Kaluma after getting benched for 15 minutes? He comes back to have the impressive performance he did. Is it possible, Joel, to get Trey, Art, and Nemhard contributing to their skill sets in the same game against good caliber competition? Um, it's, it's really, really tough. Like that ends up being a perfect day, I think, because Cogburn is supposed to be the one constant, right? So that's one guy. Uh, that you know you're, you're assuming is gonna do well in the box score, but then um, you know it's always like at least these dudes are gonna perform on a given day because that's just the way this game goes. Um, and I'm not sure; I can't remember the the last time all three of those sophomores killed in the same game. Truthfully, uh, it definitely seems like the games that Kaluma pops off are not the same games that the backcourt is, you know, standing out. Joel, look at the importance of winning out here because you have DePaul on deck. You have Georgetown, obviously, coming up on Wednesday. Uh, but where it sits today, Creighton is looking in as a four-seed in the Big East tournament, and that would have them facing UConn. But is their path easier if they get to three? If they went out and they end up being a three-seed, say Providence finds a way to lose that spot in the Big East tournament, does that give Creighton the best chance at winning the Big East? 
Um, as opposed to UConn on the first day, hell yeah. Um, I think they know they don't want to. They probably don't want to play UConn that first day. I think that's the type of mold of team that that is this bothered them. Um, obviously UConn pretty much punked them in stores and um, here. It took a lot to win that game um, here. Um, very ugly game. So Jordan Hawkins stood on the line. It took a lot to win that game. Um, and say what you want about UConn sliding their league play, but um, they're still a good team, man. At their best, they're a good team. And and Sonogo still finds ways to, to get it done against Creighton. Um, and they got weapons, man. I mean, even, even um, Andre Jackson – turn any shot into a floater so um i think that's the team they don't want to play on the first day that's for sure um any other route would be a better route yes when when you're taking a look at kind of the 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 conference from top to bottom in terms of what's made teams successful who has the most left and maybe upside isn't the word but who has the most left in terms of hitting peak performance Regards. Wait. Repeat your question. So you know we've seen the whole, almost a whole body of seasonal work from the Big East, right? We'll start Big East tournament play. Who has the most left to be different than what we've seen up to this point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, In terms of the conference, top to bottom. Yeah. It got to be Nova, um, just because I think people still haven't caught on to them. Uh, I will say. Um, obviously, like, their only – their Big East tournament is their lifeline. Like, if they don't go all the way, then we, we're not seeing them in the tournament, most likely. Can, I, can, I, I don't want to bet do, my house on that, so. Do they have uh, the, Do they have a lot left in the tank without Archie Diakono being that guy at the point? I think so, man. That, that, I mean, so, I think that's – that's the, they're the easy answer, but the thing that concerns me with them is – I think you know what you've got to do with them, right? It's 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 a it's a four man show, and you got to get better point guard play. I I I'm listening to be convinced otherwise, though. Yeah, uh, I think I mean more the other day the way they dismantled Creighton, and, and more had eight assists, and obviously a lot of that is knowing where Eric Dixon was, but um, he he set a lot of it up. I mean, it was um, I think they could ride that at least through the Big East tournament. I mean, they got ways to beat teams. Um, as for, you know, the teams at the top, who has another gear level to be reached? Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Because Marquette is, is pretty much peaking right now. I mean, they're number six in the country. I, I would have said Marquette, but people are giving them a lot of credit now. So it's hard to say they could be better than what they've <laughs> been. Could I, I convince you that Marquette. it's UConn? I think there's a case. That was another team I was thinking of. I think there's a case. I think people have forgotten how good UConn was because of the way they slid in, in league play. Uh, I think people can't forget that at their peak, man. They're, they're still a good team. Joel, it all started for this team as the deepest team in Coach Max 13 years in Omaha. And then you look at the how's-it-going portion of that, and it's the fewest bench points averaged in the Big East. What do you make of the bench's minor progression and then regression this year, and how much do you think depth plays 
into this point of the season uh, and so forth as March approaches? Yeah, um, I'm not sure I've seen anything like it um, from, you know, going into summer saying it was the the team ever uh, to now, you know, um, a, a month ago people were were laughing at that. Um and, and obviously the some of the reserves have made strides, uh, but still probably not enough not enough to where you're confident about them going, you know, eight, nine deep in the tournament run, right? Like just just enough to where I think now you're like they, they come in the game and and your blood pressure is up if you're a Creighton fan. Like I think Mason Miller has played really good minutes um, when they've had to sit art in recent weeks. Sharif has, has done what he you know, what he's supposed to. I think Farabello is still probably troublesome, but beyond the shooting, he, I think he does what he's supposed to. Um, but it's important at this time of year, man. They need they need at least one of these dudes to have good minutes uh, in, the, in these tournaments or they're not going to go far, frankly. You cannot ride five dudes the whole way. It's just it, it feels impossible. I I haven't seen that before. Joel, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We will talk again next week. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, and shout out Dame. I don't like I don't like how y'all. Uh, <laughs> I try. I, I, I want I wanted to go there because my kid loves his game, man, and I, I wanted to go there thirteen to twenty two from behind the arc, man. Seventy one. Uh, he's something else. He is. Yeah. I loved how yeah, he said, "You better, you better out. never let me win a title in Portland either." Can you imagine just Dame going ham if Portland ever won anything? Well, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big stretch here for Anthony Davis. He may have to carry the Laker franchise for a while, man. <laughs> oh boy, you know I'm a DM you. We, we'll talk about it. All right, man. buddy. <laughs> See you, Joel. All right, man. <laughs> That's Joel Lorenzi, Creighton B for the Omaha World Herald. Uh, let, let's just say uh, Donovan Mitchell's mom had something to say about Dame going for 71. Dude, rips, Rip City. Mm-hmm. I sat next to a, a guy, a gentleman at uh, Micah's basketball game last week that had on a Rip City hat. And it was I, – I, I said, hey, I'm a total stranger. <laughs> I know I look off the beaten path, man, but that hat is pretty sweet. You just don't see it very much. I'm going to multitask this weekend. I'm going to watch girls basketball while I'm on the road because I am going to attend the Bucks 76ers game you, this week. You were flirting. With, so what put what sent you over the edge? Um, I don't really know. I think it's because my fiance, so Ashley's brother lives in Milwaukee, and I don't get to see him all that much. So I thought maybe kill two birds with one stone go up, catch the game that I was looking forward to with some buddies, and also see him at the same time. Yeah, you're, you're arguably watching two of the more taken-for-granted great players. And then players. Giannis goes down. <laughs> two of the, yeah, that's true. You would have been watching two of the more taken-for-granted great players in the NBA. Chris Pe- Middleton and James Harden. People sleep on Joel Embiid, how good he is and how consistent his greatness is. You trust the process. Man. Or yeah. as Coach Gabinette over in Omaha would say, trust the process. <laughs> oh, I like Gab's that. You know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> north of the border, man. It's, we blame Canada. That accent is fantastic. Blame Canada! <laughs> blame Canada! 
I don't even mess with that dude anymore. <laughs> I just don't. I, You're I, tired of him. You got tired of Shane. I cut him at seven thirty this I, morning. I cut him off first segment. Funny. That, it's a funny thing. So I, I just wonder, like, if if Creighton can figure out a way to get Kaluma Nemhart. I mean, some of those guys, their game is predicated on dribbling. And I just, you just can't have that many guys dribble all the time and have Creighton like be Creighton. They kind of have a little bit of a dilemma. I said it yesterday with Ravi. I they get they got away from their identity. They could get better feeds inside to Kalkbrenner if they passed more and shifted the defense that way. Mm. Hey, we didn't get to talk about pace of play. Let's do that next here on Coffee and Cream. <laughs> 